Welcome to part two of our new wave episode. Part one, The Cars, was released last week. And this week, we're talking about French band Andochine, who are massive in French-speaking countries and a few other places, but not really very well known at all in the English-speaking world. They're a fantastic band, been going for ages, and I'm really passionate about them. I'm really happy to introduce them to our listeners. I think more than any other episode, I would really highly recommend you to go and check out the playlist for this episode, and I hope you become a fan too. Also to say that I think I refer to the French band Taxi Girl as Taxi throughout, which is not great, but uh, there is a Portuguese new wave band called Taxi as well. So I think you should just go and check out all these European new wave bands if that sounds like your kind of thing. I'll be back at the end. See you. Underrated. Okie dokes. So... As my underrated pick, I have picked the most successful French band in history. It's it's undeniable. It's Andochine. However, I have picked them because they're really, really not well known outside of, of French-speaking countries. So yeah, if you're if you're in a French-speaking country and you've been alive in the last 30 odd years, for sure you will have heard of, of Andochine and I heard of them when I just moved to, to Luxembourg. I think I've mentioned this before, but I saw them at the same music festival that I saw Muse for the first time in 2002, Steelworks. Um, and yeah, me and my mum and a few of the other people who were there fell in love immediately, especially with the, the very catchy song, Trois Nuit Par Semaine, which I, I didn't include. But yeah, it was just, you know, a band that you saw live and you immediately like, oh, they've got some good hooks. And the following year, after the release of their massive album, Paradise, which we'll talk about as well, me, my mum, my dad went to see them in Switzerland, as one does, and had a lovely time. And of course, I asked Paolo to, to give his comments. And he said that Andoshin were, you know, united the whole family with, with our, our very diverse music tastes and were also a crucial barrier in breaking down my hatred of being forced to learn French, which is absolutely <laughs> true. So I associate Andoshin with mostly, and I'm, I'm the biggest fan of them around this time, 2002, when Paradise came out. And in the same year, we bought the birthday album, which is their greatest hits up until 1991. Um, and that's why there are a lot of songs kind of, yeah, pre-1991 and, and around the, the mid-90s. I think they've got an incredibly solid back catalogue. I would put them in the same leagues as my other great back catalogue bands, Depeche Mode, Dandy Warhols, Pet Shop Boys. And um, I sent Fran the only English language interview that I could find, which is uh, an interview with the Lancashire Times in 2020. And Nicolas Sikius, the lead singer, says that he wants Androshin to be classified with, quote, The Cure, Depeche Mode and U2, the other survivors of the 80s, which I think is, is, is very apt. And Fran, this was the most difficult playlist I've ever had to make, because obviously we have 13 albums, a whole era of music. And I had to find a balance between representing all the different sounds, putting the songs that I liked and putting songs that I thought that you would like. I don't know if anyone in the band is gay. I could very easily have just picked you 10 songs with gay and trans themes um, and it would have been fine. And yeah, they clearly have this fascin fascination with Asia because yeah, Andoshin uh, is French Indochina in English. So it was the grouping of French colonial territories in Southeast Asia, which had Cambodia, Laos and the Chinese territory of uh, Guangxuan and some Vietnamese regions as well. So, you know, what are they doing by calling themselves after this yeah it, it, it's kind of difficult to tell actually with them of like oh are you interested in this area is there a bit of a colonial critique because one of their earlier albums is called Le Peril Jaune which means yellow peril right like the derogatory term for kind of Asian people so I'm like are they reclaimed that you know clearly they have an admiration for the music and the sound and you hope that's it fingers crossed Nicola I mean previously we discussed a band called Japan so <laughs> yeah this is this is what keeps happening so i really you know what i hope is that you at least like some of the songs mm -hmm. uh, on this playlist and uh, and then it makes you go and explore you know optimistically an album or two so my first pick is called troisième sex third sex um i picked the birthday album version uh that's from the album three from 1985 and i don't know if you saw this but they did a version of this with christian and the queens yes, recently it. yeah and I think three is a, is a good album to start with because there's a few other catchy songs. This song is basically about, yeah, not adhering to gender norms. Mm -hmm. Literally the chorus is in English, we take each other's hands, a masculine girl, a feminine boy. He talks about 
we're in the streets, charming outfits, made up like my fiance. And he said that the record label didn't want them to put this out because, quote, they would lose their female fans. But not only did they say that, they said it was, and I quote, a song for fags. But they were like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. We don't give a shit. I picked this, you know, not just for those themes. I think it's quite a catchy song on first listen, but I find hidden depths each time there's the great bass. I like the drums clapping, the harmonies, the subtle sax motif. And one thing that I truly didn't realize until putting for this playlist, but I feel with almost all of the songs that I've picked, the chorus doesn't come in when you expect it to. And on most of their songs, it is not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. The on sepanama comes in randomly. There's other things going on. And I, I really, really like that because it wrong foots you to use a word that I like to use. So yeah, so this is 1985, yeah? Yes. So to me, instantly, the baseline is The Forest by The, the Cure. Ah. Dun, dun, I really like A Forest. Dun, dun, dun. I hadn't yeah. made that connection. It grows. It's got a Euro New Wave sound. Mm-hmm. Like, a, I, I don't want to say Falco because it's a bit cliche, but it does. <laughs> and it has a similar sound. Like, that. there's a different European New Wave sound. Like, we have the American New Wave sound earlier. I think New York had a, a very different sound. So, like, for example, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Like, we have the word New Wave, but I think its constant's quite different. I think mm-hmm. in America, the new wave is quite is kind of different to the UK, to UK and Europe. Like I think we're more theatrical in our approach. We had more makeup, more gender roles changing over, a little bit more experimental. I think some of the new wave bands in America are basically a normal band with a keyboard. Well, it was some sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's then that was that was new wave. But yeah. I think in Europe we were challenging ourselves a little bit more. I think maybe, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I think this has the European new, new wave sound, and yeah, I put down is it about a third sex, like a. Well, so the album's called Three, and mm. I think yeah, it, it features a lot. So there's another song called Trois Nuits Par Semaine, Three Days a Week. There's I think nine songs, which is divided by three, and I think it's you know early mainstream non-binary discourse of like you know why are we put into these categories of of male and female, you know, what is male and female? You can be a feminine man, mm. feminine boy, let's all kind of be, be free. And I know that, um, and we're gonna to come to this as well later, but they've been more like proactive on trans rights recently as well. So I think it's just, yeah, in their, in their wheelhouse of, uh, of, uh, of, yeah, pushing the gender roles. Did you look up the lyrics to Le Consacré with Melissa after an hour? Yes, I did, yes, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> that, I mean, that's gender role reversal for sure. I didn't see a video for this song. I saw the video of Christine and the there, Queen. There is a video of this song. Oh, so, so Christine yeah. and the Queen, he does look like he's gone down the Bon Jovi route. He's got some great haircuts over the years. But like, I wonder, but back in those days, like in the, in the video, is he Android? Uh, is he, yeah, does he wear uh, that makeup? Fran, go to my Facebook profile. I have changed okay. it to the picture of him in this music video. He's got curly hair on top, mullet at the bottom. He's wearing lipstick and eyeshadow. He was skating with like um, looks, gender looks and... 100%. Yeah, okay, that's cool, that's cool. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah, it's a catchy, a, a catchy number mm-hmm. and a good introduction to the band. Yeah, and the French vocals didn't put me off. This didn't frame me. So I, I should have said this up top. Mm. I think Andosheen are the best band for you to learn French with because his enunciation is so clear. Like, even as a as something like French is my third language, hmm. I understand almost everything he's saying. Even if I don't understand the words, he is enunciating so so clearly, and that is very pleasant <laughs> to a to a non French ear. And yeah, he has a very smooth voice, or like a smooth yeah. delivery that's that's very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's I, I can get on board with this. It's, it's not an Edith PF like no. oh. yeah, <laughs> and that's what a cliche version of French we think today vocally. Uh, it, it's 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 no it's it's pleasant on but, my ears. But what do you think of, of his voice? Because I think liking his voice is a lot of uh, liking under. He, he does change, obviously. He does, he does have yeah, yeah. That 80s delivery a little bit more in this mm-hmm. era, and I've noticed that over the, the decades he does tone it down somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, he ha- he has some somewhat of a yodel in some places. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing where he has a yodel. That's, that's what, there's there's this song and there's another song where I'm like I think knowing French might be key to liking it mm. a bit more because I really like the on se prend la main, un garçon au femina. like it's there's something very pleasing to the ear so the next one I picked in part because it's one of my favorite songs in part because I think it's obviously you can see what it's about from the title it's des fleurs pour Salinger 
that's how he pronounces it um flowers for sad and i don't even know how you say it in english now. jd sadinger the author yes it's, so yeah, yeah. he says sadinger though doesn't he which is, is quite funny he's got some pronunciations i mean one i picked you will see which song i picked for you and there is uh, some great pronunciation going on there. So we're we're on Le Bézé from from 1990, and so the band are now a trio because they're saxophonist mm. slash is it keyboard? No, it was saxophonist slash yeah saxophonist and keyboardist. Yeah, Dimitri has left. Do we know why he left? I don't know why he left. Um, so obviously uh, Stefan Sirkis, Nicolas Sirkis's twin brother, passed away in in 99, and then that's why you know someone else came on. But I mean, I guess musical differences. I remember on Wikipedia it says that he is a very popular member of the band, and people were shocked to see him. Oh right, okay. I mean, he's quite charismatic. Like you yeah. have to go and see the Troisième Sex video where he's like saxophoning away, uh, looking very happy. Because I'm writing to say that there's no one else from the Western lineup apart from Nicholas. Uh, no, there isn't. Yeah, because. The bassist is called Mr. Marco. And he's There's been loads of misters, isn't there, in a band? Have you seen that? The, the, I mean, the, their list of members is insane. Is it, <laughs> like, Mr. Going... Shoe? Was I saying Mr. Shoe? I don't know if I saw Mr. Shoe. <laughs> but like, I, because I was like, you know, I, I prepared for this and I was kind of like, right, okay. I know of the few of the key players, but at the end, I'm going to go and look at the Wikipedia page to see the members. And it, it literally is like, you know, the, the meme equivalent of, you know, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with, with the thread or, you know, the Brazilian woman looking confused by the maths. Like, it's very graphical. Yeah, we've got, like, Monsor Tox, Monsor Yan, and we've got <laughs> Mr. Shoes. <laughs> I don't know. What, what um, did Mr. Mr. Shoes Mutu, do? Mr. Shoes, real name Francois Rulia, drums 2002-2015. Oh, there we go. See, that, this is, like, I am a huge Andochine fan, but I think because I got into them when I was into pop I guess or just kind of coming into rock as a teenager like they feel like pop culture landscape to me they're mm. a band that I know about through exposure rather than having to read up on them because yeah they're they're really famous so I actually really didn't know very much about uh Miss, Miss, Mr. Shoes and Co <laughs> <laughs> but I did find it interesting given that they seemingly such a kind of feminist band whatever they're not a single woman they, they've collaborated with a lot of women and stuff but there's never been a single woman so yeah what does that say anyway Back, going back to to Saringer. yeah. So I, I I I really like the song. It has this I don't know what to call it. This deep intake of breath that starts the song. It's like Ooh, and, it, and then it's suddenly you just get into the song immediately. There's some TikToking synths and drums where you're like, where is this going to? And then you know he starts singing, and then suddenly there's these I'm gonna very broadly call it Asian strings, the uh, the motif that yeah. that come in, and then suddenly the drums drums come in they're guiding there's a, like every everything comes in unexpectedly and every single element of the song uh you know builds it up i think also the the charming way that he says Salinger, uh definitely gets me it's one of those songs that i feel is quite short and could be longer and i i listen to it on repeat but i am intrigued to hear what you thought of it so i instantly notices the change in sound so i quite enjoyed the guitar sound in the 80s and mm-hmm. we've moved on to acoustic guitars haven't we and like a, a pitch shifting eastern synth melodies that's a much more yeah. eloquent way of putting it than asian <laughs> strings <laughs> it's definitely more pop mainstream i think it's got some strains like special like effects during the verse like some odd noises happening yeah and like a spidey percussion mm-hmm. um i don't know how it's about jd uh Salinger at yeah. all is it? Like, yeah, why? it is. It what, is about. But, but, but why? The, the chorus. <laughs> it, well, I think because he really got into. I read like JG Salinger, Man Ray, and someone else, and he just he just wanted to have a little bit of a sing about it because the chorus is flowers for JG Salinger, who is living in a monastery. That's it. Like that. That is the whole chorus. But yeah, I didn't like this as much as the previous song, unfortunately. So so when did the guitar player left? Because I noticed that in the eighties, the guitar player wrote my songs with him so dominique nicolas yes yes was until wax so that was the mid 90s uh, okay because his brother doesn't yeah. write songs does he with him he does write songs with him after dominique nicolas leaves uh, okay yeah yeah so good good to have the timeline i will just you know end with some stats so um yeah i think with this album i think you identified the strings and stuff much better because yeah, it says that they, they they used instruments that were not very well known like iranian music instruments mm-hmm. called santa and Comanche. So that might be what, what makes the sounds. And there's another song on this album called Punishment Park. And I only found out uh, yesterday that it's Juliette Binoche doing the backing vocals. 
on uh, on that. So you know, for for film fact fans, you might want to check that out. Punishment Park. Punishment Park. Sounds delightful. <laughs> well, speaking of sounding delightful, <laughs> now I only picked one song from probably their biggest album, Paradise, um, from two thousand and two, Le Consacré. It was it was an absolute smash. So 2002, when I moved to Luxembourg, the songs from this album, and I think it was one of those albums that had like six singles or something. They were everywhere. The music videos were everywhere, especially Chez de Monde à la Lune, which I really, I kind of, I almost sent that to be to watch it separately uh, because it is their second biggest song after another one that's on this. Is it up-tempo? Is it? No, it's a ballad. Because this is also slow. I, I... This, is, this is slow. First thing I thought of this is quite a slow song because I, I read that they became massive. Mm-hmm. in this era mm-hmm. and i'm surprised that they got quite a slow but this sound. was well well actually jay de mandala is, is is a ballad but it wasn't written by them it was written by a guy called michael i can't remember his surname from the french band mickey 3d which are a very underrated very good french rock band that i i would i would recommend so i didn't include it in part because they didn't write it and in part because i was like it is their their biggest song and i i want to i want to talk to you about <laughs> i want to talk to you about the themes of this song so what do you think made massive in this era was it a new label i think what or... made them massive in this era so um i think Chez de monde à la lune is a very sweet and catchy song with a very sweet music video where nicolas Sikis is like walking on a treadmill um and there's some kind of nice animated things in the background and then a child sings in uh, as a back they, they have children a lot in their, yeah, in their yeah, music yeah. videos and stuff and in the in the imagery and it's just it's like a very beautiful a very beautiful song but their other singles are totally like this this album has 15 songs they all sound very very different to each other like i I think perhaps why they were big it's because they're all kind of broadly catchy songs i mean this one this one isn't i've included the the album version there is a single version Mm. of this which is a little bit shorter but i think it's because jay demande aladin was such a smash and then like every song that came afterwards you're like oh okay like they're doing something different they're doing something different and I think music videos were a big part of, of why they were so big because yeah they they were everywhere and they're, they're all very memorable like I remember all the music videos from that. But this music video is terrible. Oh yeah no no so we're gonna we're gonna get into it right so <laughs> I, I I wanted to say like were you expecting this gear change like I'm guessing you were surprised when this song was started, yeah yeah right? I mean obviously I, I know who Mister yeah. Authors yeah but I mean yeah. I was not expecting this because like, I guess this is a brand new band isn't it this is he's the only surviving surviving member yeah so um. It is kind of a brand new band because who Ollie Desat has come on now and he's like the, the kind of main composer with Nicolas Sikis from here point on, but he produced Donstaria, which is the album before. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is a new band, but it's it's not a totally new collaboration because he produced the album, which was the last album with Stefan Sikis on it. So actually, in a way, it's kind of a very natural evolution. But and I'm right saying this is the first big album for 10 years. Yes, like their their nineties albums are not uh, do not sell very well at all. Again, I didn't look at the figures exactly, but I would argue that this album was bigger than any of their stuff in the eighties. Like they were big in the eighties, but this kind of transcended it. Like they became proper mainstream with this album. Okay. But I I think I picked the song Thran. This song is basically about pegging, and that's why I picked it. <laughs> yeah. I, I put it down. Is this about pegging? Because about this is uh, a Melissa song wanting to be a boy doing the doing boy things. This is a song about pegging that was on the radio and mainstream, which I think it just absolutely blows my mind. I don't think that would happen <laughs> in the UK. We have songs about taking ecstasy and, and uh, stuff and relax is about, you know, holding. True, true. Uh, but I guess in a similar way to relax, there's no um, bad words, right? <laughs> But I, I just think it's absolutely incredible that a fucking song about pegging <laughs> just was a massive hit. And I think the music video is terrible. Yeah, it's, you, like, a, it's like a David Brent piss take. And I mean, this this song is literally about like a woman saying, I want to be your king. A man saying, a man saying like, the way I want to have sex with you was like a girl defending herself. And yet those power dynamics are not in the video at all. If anything, he's the dominant one. Because he like has his hand on her back and she's like pushing her hand away at one point in this way that's a bit like, so I'm like, was that because <laughs> they were like, how the hell did yeah. we get away with a song about Peggy? Yeah, <laughs> basically it's like a, a smoke screen, isn't it? <laughs> it's really? a smoke screen. But okay, I, I picked this because it's a song about pegging, but it not only because it's a song about pegging. Um, I will say that, uh, I would just say that this is, I think Paradise is my favourite album of theirs. 
and I think it's basically perfect and this is not the kind of music that I like this is very slow very gentle piano and it works like I, I think Andersheen are great at doing that and yeah I think the, the last song on this playlist we will talk about building with with different instruments as well but the way that the piano works with their voices they've both got great voices the way they harmonize is beautiful the the way that the more aggressive kind of guitars come in it's perfect it doesn't outstay its welcome at all so I'm really curious to see what you what you think about this because yeah I'm like did you listen to it and then look at the lyrics you know did the lyrics change your your concept of it yeah what what do you think so my thoughts on Le Grand Secret as mm-hmm. I say in English Le, Le Grand Secret in it <laughs> so yeah I did look up the lyrics and yeah I did think hang on this is a bit pegging, a bit pegging it, it is a bit pegging isn't it <laughs> it's actually quite interesting because like there's a band called Kent from Sweden and I think it's, it sounds a little bit like Kent in production can't come up in a later song yeah and it's like it's got that industrial sort of sound it's got the pretty vocals and pretty piano but the actual production is kind of a bit darker um mm-hmm. this is very very different from the 80s sound previously and I, yeah and to me it doesn't sound commercial so i was like why the fuck is this so popular because this isn't like a banger it's not like you know blondie coming back with maria which is like mm. a big pop hit it's just it's quite a slow song so i was like oh maybe they had a couple of like big fast or poppy singles but you're saying no not but I, I do think perhaps and I've, I've just thought of this i think french or french-speaking audiences are more partial to a ballad well your vision that's correct but, um... <laughs> but no but thinking about you know edith pf serge gansberg yeah. Jacques Brel, who's belgian right but it's like they they have fast songs but it's like i think people have patience and time for for a slow song that maybe they don't in other countries did you go on youtube because on youtube there's loads of, Pro- of peruvians people um, Proving is that correct? Proving, yeah, yeah. Proving, yeah, yeah. Saying, "Oh, please come to prove that they, they love it." It's yeah, so random, isn't it? How they yeah, it, it is like why Peru? Because it's, it's usually come to Brazil, right? And I mean, the reason why that happens is because Brazil is a massive country, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Peru not so much. I don't know why Lima over over other. I, I think it's... like a, a DJ just championed them, and then suddenly it became big. That, that's all you need sometimes, mm. right? Like you need those those gatekeepers. Um, but yeah, I you know I also picked this because I thought you must have thought, "Wow, Barbara likes this," because yeah, it isn't my usual. Over underrated. Sous évalué. Überschätzt. Over underrated. Over underrated. But okay, we've been in the 80s, we've been in the 2000s, but we're going backwards a bit to 1996. I've picked Coma 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 from yeah. Wax, which is their seventh album. So this was the first one without Dominic Nicola, who uh, mm-hmm. you know had been the the main composer. Uh, but yeah, this was a really, um, <laughs> in French it says, it was a, what was it like, a, a critical and commercial, um, uh, what, how do you say this in English? Like Le flop? Uh, yeah, yeah, flop, but it, it, it's more strong. It's like like a failure, it, like, you know, like like, like, you've lost in, like you've lost in battle kind of thing. And it's like, okay, right, Jesus Christ. Um, and only sold 60,000 copies. So when you think about the fact that Paradise yeah. a few years later sold 1.2 million in France alone, it's mad because like the Great Sets came out two years earlier. So that's a massive drop, isn't it? Uh, five. Well, five years. Birthday album was five years. Five years earlier, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but is that just because like grunge or something came up? Well, or... I think it's because you know in the eighties, Androsheen were an eighties band. You know, eighties band with some you know Asian influences. In the nineties, their sound is kind of all over the place. Mm. You know, like Fleur de Salinger, which is the you know the first one I picked, like. The sound is evolving, but it still sounds pretty 80s. Like you've still got the, you know, the drum machine type sounds and um and since dominating. So yeah, I chose this one because I think Wax has, has got some great songs on it, this being one of them. And I guess it's not a million miles away from Fleur de Salinger because it has this kind of yeah, repetitive synth string mo- motif. And once again, you don't know what's a verse, what's a chorus, what's going on. Um and yet there's definitely kind of enough melodic sensibilities uh, to make it catchy, but not too many that it's going to put me off. Like the, you know, the chorus is, like his vocals are very sweet almost. They were, nah, da, 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 da. But I think because it then shifts down and then there's all this kind of these bells donging and and the strings coming in to kind of 
wake you up a little bit. Um, it, it doesn't annoy me. And uh, I'd never looked at the lyrics in English. I'd never really paid attention to them in French, but they're quite poetic, I thought. So Coma works in both languages. Yes, indeed. And they have another song from Paradise called Comatine, like literally uh, yes, C-O-M-A-T-E-N. Yeah, I don't know why they're obsessed, but there we go. So yeah, I guess it's a, afraid of losing somebody. Is that what's about? Is yeah, it? yeah. The moon is black and shameless and I'm afraid not to see you anymore. Oh. Wake me up from this coma of this fight for you. Beautiful. Beautiful. But yeah, this sounds very much of the era. Like mm. I put down garbage post-grunt post guitar sound. Like crunchy garbage, sort of wow. sound. Mm. Yeah. With a dash of hip-hop hangover in the background. Wow, I've not, I've not seen anything. So tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> well, okay. Mm. And the top line sounds a little bit like Duran Duran. You think so? Yeah, the 90s. Is trend... that a compliment or do you think well, they're ripping them off? I mean, Simon the Bon, he's, he's not French, but uh, <laughs> he should be. Famously. <laughs> but yeah, it's got a similar sort of like delivery. Like, so 90s Duran Duran is, a, is a, an era people forget, but I kind of love it because it was the bands who were like thinking, fuck, what do we do now? And they're like. I'm guessing not too dissimilar to Sound Machine, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, similar. Because Duran Duran had a very similar sound to Garbage and they were like thinking shit who are we it's the 90s now we need to to you know become reborn and they were mm -hmm. trying new things a lot didn't work but when it did it was, it was brilliant and i think yeah it's a similar similar timeline you know this is the mid 90s and they're thinking shit we're not 80s anymore who mm -hmm. are we and mm -hmm. let's, let's try some new, some new sounds and it's very similar to duran duran i would say what's what specific duran duran songs would you recommend people to listen to to the sam Samana? electric barbarella out of my oh, mind. I don't like that song though. So uh, tell me another one. <laughs> Out of my mind, I don't which, know is, which is on the Saint soundtrack, um, and Big Bang Generation. There we go. And that was also was a flop time for Duran Duran. Mm. It, it took them to the noughties to rediscover their sound. But yeah, so I can see. Well, it again, maybe similarity. it's similar to Sheen, even yeah. though I I do it like you. I enjoy the sound. I mm. think, I think. Uh, there's elements of their 80s sound, but they're evolving, and I, I think broadly in a positive way. I don't know about the French. Well, you say French is quite snobby, but I think in definitely UK. Parisians, Parisians. Uh, well, definitely UK. I, I believe that media very much like you've had your time in mm. the 80s. Mm -hmm. you, you can't come to the 90s. But unfortunately, though, that seems to be a lot of seems to be the view for a lot of bands from the 80s like you know apart from Depeche Mode a lot of bands who are big in the 80s like the Tears, Fears, Simple Minds were suddenly like you know discarded in the 90s like nope it's, we now only like new bands and I think that seems to be what UK was doing I don't know if that's the same in France. I, I think I, I don't know enough about French media to kind of you know say it with a lot of authority but I imagine it's the case because I think whether the you know media or not people would have not wanted that sound right okay obviously it's kind of the media mm. and the radio pushing it but you know we're in the mid 90s now as well so it's like there's been grunge and now we're still figuring out what the hell the the mainstream sound is going to be so no i don't think there was an appetite and bands who are big and experiment it's always a risk because mm. uh, are you going to alienate your your other people and i think you know you you've talked a lot about how you like bands where it's for outsiders like Andoshina clear outsiders like they they they're always going to be bands that have the the hardcore fans especially the the things that they talk about but not everyone is going to come along with them in the same way but we're not staying in the 90s long because I'm bringing you back to 82 because once again I tried to not make it chronological and a bit samey mm -hmm. um and we're with L'Aventurier from their album of the same name L'Aventurier from 82 sorry yeah I kept saying 81 it's it's 82 this is still their biggest song according to, to Spotify. So uh, that is partially why I included it, but uh, I loved this. I sang this at karaoke with my friend Stephanie and we were the only two in our friendship group that knew it. And my God, is it difficult to sing? In which uh, city were you singing this? I was in uh, Brussels city, baby. Ah. Um, and because so obviously, yeah, anytime I'm in Brussels and there's kind of karaoke, I'm like, right, let's get, let's get the French people that you can't get <laughs> anywhere else. Quick question. So I've, I've done karaoke in Milan. And it was fucking weird because hmm. we sat down on tables and they passed a the microphone to a table. Was I thought I, it was weird. There's no stage. So this is odd. I have done that in Belgium also. So is that this, a thing? yes. So this wasn't. So this was in uh, Boa Karaoke Bar. Shout out to them. Would love some free entry, which is the booth karaoke. Hmm. But the first ever karaoke night I went to and went to for a very long time was a karaoke night in a in a bar called Bar du Gaspi in Scarbeck. 
in Brussels where yeah it is exactly that it's like you're it's a bar you have like a screen where the lyrics are but then yeah, you're yeah. just singing in the midst yeah. of it so there's no like which I enjoyed I, I think it's less pressure what's your to go to song mine's uh common people or can't get enough uh my go-to song is all that she wants by ace of bass not the not Duran Duran that's a shame yeah well yeah, yeah, oh, she <laughs> oh she, she. yeah I, I do the the female sexual sounds like ah, uh. ah. <laughs> anyway uh bringing it back so yeah it is their biggest song I think with kind of understandably it's 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 very of its time but it's very catchy and I like each part of the song again because it shifts and more than any of the other songs, like I think it shifts more than the other songs because there are these bits which is literally just like for two bars it goes do and then it just changes and you're like okay again what's what's going on and I really like the way his voice goes up in the chorus and I wonder whether you hate this but the whole like um I really enjoy that I wonder if you do too so can you tell me more about Bob Moran? Right. So Bob, I never had any fucking clue who the hell this Bob Moran <laughs> was that he keeps going on about. So I think it is a book that mm-hmm. was turned into a comic strip. And like Indiana Jones, I guess. Yeah. He's an, he's aventurier, he's adventurer, right? Mm. Like he's a, he's a hero and it, it's, it's, it's French, even though I think he discovered this. So they lived in Brussels for a while. So I'm not surprised that you thought they were Belgian. They're, they're big fans of Belgium and, when I saw them at their gig in Switzerland, they were supported by Belgian brand Shahanimor, who we talked about in the Best of Belgium podcast episode. So I was like, he's made, with Androsheen a lot of the time, I'm like, he's talking about parts of Asia that I, I'm not familiar with, or he's making references that I don't understand. It never bothered me, but it is quite funny because I guess Bob Moran would be quite an English name, but Bob, Bob Moran is uh, who he keeps talking about. And, and yeah, I, that's, that's all I know. So the music, the music video seemed to be like black and white photos of like the war. The music video is the like is the most like eighties. You know, what kind of digital effects do they have access to for that level of budget? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, with the war and there's some start. Like it's very strange. It's not thriller. But, uh, <laughs> I can tell you. Thriller, that. no, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, in Liverpool, they had a, a very unique new wave sound. Uh, we're talking like Echo and the Bunnymen sort of. And, or and Teardrop like, Explodes. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's got a very similar guitar sound to the Liverpool. Bow, um, bow, 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 yeah. Bow, bow, bow. It's got, I like the urgent electro toms. It's, mm-hmm. it's bouncy. It's got it's got a lovely flavour to it. Nice. And musty. Yeah. And um, yeah, and yeah, and it's really, really catchy. I can see why this is a, 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 a big hit. And it's kind of like frustrating why this wasn't popular in the UK because you know, like we had like foreign language songs back in those days. You know, yep. we had fucking down, down, down by fucking trio, the Italian outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why is this yeah. not in the UK? I really don't know. I think maybe because you had enough homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. I suppose because I don't know how many other, apart from maybe Taxi, I don't know how many other French bands sounded like Androsheen in this era. Like mm-hmm. my knowledge of French music is a bit spread out and. I think, yeah, those are the only two bands that I really know from this era. I guess v- Vanessa doesn't sound Daddy. like many people in the UK. This sounds kind of like a lot of UK bands, so maybe thought, well, we've got this already. Mm-hmm. But that sort of thing. Yeah, but, but I, I still think there's an originality to it. I think the song structure isn't like a lot of the, the homegrown talent. They're, yeah, again, they keep splicing in a chorus when you don't expect it. I did notice that they have played in the UK, but I wonder if that's just like French people living in London. Yeah. They played the, the Shepherds Push Empire, didn't they, in like 2015? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. But yeah, I mean, yeah. If you if you haven't, then there's a big French community, especially in London. Mm. So they never made it big in Canada or anything like that? That is a good question. I saw France, Belgium, and Switzerland is where they've made it big. Okay. Pro- probably, yeah, probably in Quebec. Mm-hmm. They would be well known, but um, yeah. And yeah, I keep taking you from era to era because now I'm taking you to 2005 to Ad- June is the album and the track is called Lady Boy. Even though, what the hell does that have to do with the song? I couldn't figure and, it out. And, and white English as well. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, they, Punishment Park is mm, the name of yeah. one of the songs. They do do that quite a lot. And, um, you know, I have put in one song where, where he's singing in English for a little bit at least. Mm. And yeah, I found it interesting the way that this album was described. So this album, I didn't like it immediately. It took me a while to get into, but it, it definitely has a, 
uh, a few good songs and I think the song is fantastic and Nicola said that for him this was like exile on main street for Andersheen and he called it violently romantic joyously pornographic so make, make of that what you will he wasn't talking about the cocaine habit of the band back in those days <laughs> who knows <laughs> yeah. I, I have not I don't know uh, if uh, Andersheen were doing Charlie or, <laughs> or anything yeah and I mean other songs on this there's a song called Gangbang on this album lovely, lovely stuff. and there's a song called Un homme dans la bouche which means a man in the mouth which for me just conjures up blowjobs so uh there we go they just they keep bringing it but that's not you know I didn't pick a song for that I I think this is a beautiful song I really like the the wonky piano accompaniment throughout mm, mm. his vocal line the way that the child chorus comes in then everything is stripped away before it's built and the way it's just the piano bass and guitar finishing off the song I it, it really kind of moves me this song i have to say yeah completely different to anything else i've heard by the band it's got that weird assorted harpsichord sound throughout which instantly catches my attention we discussed placebo earlier i think placebo would do a good version of this and even the guitar lines sound a little bit placebo well this is the album that the brian Merkel song is on okay well it makes a lot of sense it's it's eerie but it still works and yeah i think out of all the songs this is one that's uh, stood out the most for me mm. uh, mainly because of, of that strange harpsichord sound the video is odd. fucking weird yeah you got, you got some rabbits marching along and, and then some just then asian children asian children yeah. which you're like again like how much of this is like representation and how much of this is weird but i guess the band are called you know indochina so yeah maybe that's what yeah. It is. But yeah it's strange I'm, I'm glad you like this because i feel like because this is the album that came out after the absolute smash hit mm. paradise i wouldn't say it's underrated but maybe it's a bit overlooked it's very easy for a band that was so big so quickly to become stale and they Mm. clearly they clearly haven't and they clearly keep keep pushing the boundaries and and experimenting and yeah i mean we're in 2005 and this is not the latest song that i've got on this playlist Mm -hmm. that's going to come later but first (laughs) uh we're going back to the 80s again with a song that i picked because it's called miss paramount from the album Le Bergeon, Yellow Peril. And this was the album that got to number nine in Sweden. Okay. And was recorded in Jacob's studio in Farnham. Strange, because this didn't have any like big hits, did it? Well, yeah, for Andersheen, yes, it did. Oh, but this isn't a big hit, but, Miss Paramount. Uh, well, it is It is on their greatest hits. I do really like this song. It is a song I listen to on repeat, but I did pick it because it's about the cinema. Miss Paramount mm. is a very emotive and reactive cinema goer who the singer is in love with despite her physically hurting him when they go and watch scary films at the cinema together. He says Miss Paramount, which makes me laugh. And I'd actually never seen the music video, but it is another fever dream, which I'm sure we'll discuss. But yeah, what, what did you think of the song? Instantly, I thought of Six Six Butnik. Shoot it up. But this is 83, so that's before sister's button because that's interesting mm-hmm. it's here when he does that yelpy vocal that like i thought i thought not yeah uh, i thought oh, and yeah i'm singing because i don't know that it's and it's got an interesting like hank marvin from the shadows guitar sound yes it does unexpected so yeah six, a lot happening six is buttonic and the shadows combined not what you expect <laughs> why not um so yeah i quite enjoy, i quite enjoyed it to be fair apart from the opening vocals <laughs> and let's talk about the music video because yeah we've got there's an awful lot going yeah, on yeah we've got teenagers in the cinema we've got a projectionist doing some bad acting uh, uh getting drunk and then hallucinates like a, a topless mm. is it the it is the thing from the paramount yeah, yeah, the statue. Credits, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of the kids is wearing an Abu de Souffle top, which feels very apt in the week, right? That uh, Jean-Luc Godard has died. According to YouTube, it's a prison cinema people go to all the time. Still, yeah. still, still open. Oh, the the where it's, where it's filmed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. But yeah, I, I picked this one because I liked it, but I picked this one because I was like, if anything else, we can talk about films. <laughs> <laughs> and we're remaining in the 80s. And I've picked another slower song, Tis Yeux Noir. I've picked the birthday album version again. As so opposed to what's the that in, in, in English? Bro? Your Black Eyes. Your Black Eyes. Your Black Eyes. Um, now, this is a song that I feel might be a little bit lost in translation because I think it's the way he says the words and what they are that make it the Eh, viens, viens avec moi. 
ne pars pas sans moi. Set me dans ce tu es ici. So I think <laughs> Brian is doing some great actions that uh, I wish you could see everyone. It is a pure love song. If you like the song, we'll get into it. You absolutely have to listen to the live version because they do a live version where it's just it's just piano and voice. Which era did they do the live version? Like they, well, any any actually Always, modern okay. era. Modern okay. era is where where I've heard it more. So I think they have a live album around the time of Paradise where uh, I think at Life at Bercy. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful. Like the like it's just yeah. Come with me. Uh, watch what, what he's saying. You know what shines on our faces are your black eyes. But then again, this is the Andersheen twist. A muscly body. Uh, short hair, you look like a boy. I feel your skin even without light. And then the serpents are legendary, which I'm like, okay, you've, you've lost me there. But until then, so it's like, yeah, it's again, it's about a man loving, une femme masculine, like with troisième sex, you know, the the first song. So it's it's an absolutely beautiful, I think, universal love song. But again, with with these kind of bashing the gender norm themes, and any version is good. And the music video is another insanity that we'll get into. Fran? <laughs> so is he married? To a He's had lots or? of... So I had zero idea about his mm. love life because he has had many, many relationships with many, many women and has children with okay. several women, I think. Yeah. So he's never been said he's bisexual or anything? Okay. No, not that I know of. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I watched the video. Says Gainsborough. Of course, he has a camera with him smoking a fag. Cause you know, for no re- like, what are you doing here? Why, <laughs> like, why? But this this one is bizarre. I really feel like they were somewhere. Serge Gainsbourg turned up and was like, "Hey, shall we film something in an industrial park and get some children to wave you away at a train station?" And the the way that Serge Gainsbourg comes into the music video, where like the camera is filming him from below and he is just having a fag mm. as the band sing along next to him, insane. And then you got like a really awkward model doing some dancing. Yeah, does, which like, doesn't work. And at one point, she falls all. off the uh, when, when <laughs> the, the barricades. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? Yeah, uh, so I might say this is my favorite song on the playlist. Oh, oh, I love to hear that. Then you absolutely have to go and listen to the live version. I love the guitar sound. It's very simple minds for me. Mm, yes, it is. You're right. This might shock some podcast regulars, but I quite like the saxophone sound in this as well, guys. Oh my god, guys, are you, yeah. the bells are ringing. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking cut off the French whispers at the start. What are they saying at the start? Oh, well, he's saying, viens là, viens no. avec moi. It's, it, come, come with me. I, I See, I quite enjoyed that. Not yeah. a fan of whispers at all. But I think in other versions, it doesn't have that, so. Okay, well, yeah. and I will check out the live version if they're saying whispering. Mm. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I had no fucking clue what the song's about the video is fucking terrible yeah don't like honestly guys like please listen to the song before you go and watch the music video because the music <laughs> video will ruin it for you yeah there's a lot of swaying happening with the band <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah yeah it's a great, a great song ah i'm so glad i like i i think i like i said i think this is a great love song and i'm not one to be soppy normally as as we talk about but it feels very i was gonna say heartful <laughs> That's that's not a word. Hello, this is a promo for a podcast about a playlist. Yeah? Yeah, it's called Playlist. Yeah, yeah. My name's Mike Lash, former actor, former comedian, former creative, former cool dude. This is... Kay Mitchell, former musician, former art student, current cool dude. We've created a playlist. A fucking brilliant playlist. The best playlist ever, to the point where we spoke to each other about how good the playlist is, and that... We wanted to be the people at a party who's putting on the music and only putting on a few seconds of the music before changing the song because everyone loves those guys at a party. That's us. So each week we have a guest and they have to choose one song to define them as a human person. One song for me, Mike Lash, to sing right after. And then because Mike is not the best person in his family, we've incorporated his mum to give her insight into each song which will maybe help the guests to define themselves as a person but really we probably shouldn't get bogged down in the format of the podcast it's really heavily edited so it's not actually that boring it's quite short so i really think you'll like it kerry's kids are home so it's probably the end of this promo it is i was at www.playtheshare.com and available wherever you get your podcasts so is this the best album free so to be honest, right, because I got into them through the Greatest Hits album, mm. my favourite album of theirs is Paradise because that's the first one that I heard 
as an album whereas everything pre-2002 I you know I went through the birthday album and then kind of had to go sequentially I think three has some of the biggest bangers on it I, I think it is a very good place to start I think three is good for the 80s sound paradise is good for the naughty sound for the 90s sound I don't know if I'd necessarily say wax would be the same place I would say probably more the the album where um Fleur Saninger comes from which I have temporarily forgotten which one that is the busy yeah I think that would be a, a better one um and I think this is something that you can keep in because we've now jumping to the future <laughs> we are in the tens um for for the second to last song so the reason why Fran and I are recording this episode were was because um this year Nicolas Sikis released a song with Moby of all people a mm-hmm. uh, collaboration that I wouldn't have expected in a million years with a song sounding I think very much of its time N- you know not a million miles away from say the Kidders or the Jan Katanovs that we talk about but I do like that song in a way that no, I, I don't like the other so much, even though it's not so much under Sheen sound. So I pondered about putting that song on the album, but then I decided against it. I decided to go for a song that, that chimed a bit more with me. So I've gone for Tomboy One, which is from 13, an album that came out in 2017. And I have to say an album that I really haven't listened to in, in a while. The lyrics genuinely move me to tears with this one. It's, it's basically about a trans guy being taken away for conversion therapy and listening to it in French with, with some English interspersed because it's featuring a guy called Kitty Smile, who is French, but for some reason sings in English. I just think it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, uh, musically as well, but it actually more than men, you know, many other songs, it's the lyrics that get it for me. And I think Andersheen do that for me in a way that very few bands, whether French, English or, or otherwise do. I think sometimes their lyrics really actually make the song, this is one of them. And actually, to be very uh, sincere for a moment, um, one of the songs from Paradise, Electrastar, I only found out today, I think, that it's about, it's, it's a song that Nicolas dedicated to his, his departed brother. I had no idea it was about grief. I very much associate it with my mum, who, when Electrostar came on at the Switzerland gig, I got pushed to the ground by the mosh pit and she had to haul me up by my armpit <laughs> to get me back up again. So knowing that it's about grief and, you know, having my mum pass away very... Uh, you know, very kind of tragically, it really kind of chimed with me. And I, I think there's there's something about them that um, that works. But I, what I like as well, it's, it, you know, that again, they're evolving with the times. They're getting a, a new guy in who complements the song perfectly. And there's kind of live clips of, of them playing this with, with him in the background that, uh, that I think is, is really good. And, you know, it's not my favorite album of theirs, but there are some highlights like this one. And yeah, when, when we get into it, I want to talk about Kitty Smile because he's a very interesting guy. Yeah, because I put down here, like, it says DJ Kitty Smile, and mm-hmm. I couldn't hear a DJ, so I wanted to know what he did. So you're saying he sings the English parts? Yeah. Uh, okay, because I, I assumed that was the, the lead singer. No, <laughs> I, I think he God. does, um, oh, okay. because he also is on an Angel song called Que Du Love, where he's singing in English. So uh... I don't know why he's... Well, he, he was kind of made famous by Beth Ditto. I, I had no idea about this. So Beth Ditto met him at a Jeremy Scott fashion show. So this is very mid mid noughties uh, uh, reference. And then pulled him onto the stage when they played Coachella so I think she she raised his profile but he is very famous in France again I, I didn't know this for wearing a t-shirt to the Elysee you know the the president's house where it says fil d'immigré noir et pédé which is basically like son of an immigrant black and the f-word <laughs> which obviously caused a stir in such a formal setting so again quite a character that of course Anderson are going to get involved with because they're they're always trailblazing in that respect. But yeah, again, you know, it's like it's interesting how he, he sings about gender roles so often. It's quite unique for someone of us at his age because he's in his like not late fifties, early sixties now. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of a, you think that'd be a young person's game, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear the English segments, but I guess mm-hmm. they wanted to spread the message. So by mm-hmm. having in more than one language, more people can hear the song. I hadn't thought about that, but that might be why, yeah. It's more electronic than previously. It's got like mm-hmm. a, an arena rock sound. It's got multi-tracked drums. Mm-hmm. I put down that this could be like a revamped adamant sound with like the oh, double drums. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Although he's yodeling a bit in the chorus. <laughs> okay, so you, you've reached your NS limit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I also quite like the uh, the synth outro as well. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it's lovely with the with the synth. And I also enjoyed, I, I didn't know this, but 
I think there's like a second CD or like a bonus CD for this album. And they have, and this was 2017, so obviously just after Trump got elected. And they have a song called Trump Le Monde, which is a lovely play on words because Trump Le Monde is a Pixies album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, I think it literally translates as Fool the World. So lovely, lovely bit of uh, French punning business. Now, for the risk of my final song on this list. Now, I really wanted to put this song first because it opens Dans Daria. It's Dans Daria from Dans Daria, 1999. Um, but I didn't want to scare you off. I was like, you know, I need, I need to convince Fran that, um, you know, this is, this is the kind of band that he'd like in, in all the eras. But I think this song is basically Francis Bohemian Rhapsody with a harp and a tinkly piano maybe overselling it a bit much but uh, you know I I love this song so much but I hadn't heard it in a while I have not stopped listening to the song since I I put it on the playlist so how how to describe it it starts with this I guess like xylophone sound these tinkly and then suddenly you know these kind of more violent strings coming like and then he's saying I can see you I can see you and it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds more and more and more, and more dramatic until it comes to this kind of string climax and then it changes into an entirely different section with some kind of helicopter uh somewhere between a synth and a percussion an electric guitar with some themes from the first section some melodies and the strings are still in there but it, it goes into a much more traditional kind of pop rock song I think it's a triumph I love it fully expecting you to hate it potentially what did you think are we talking dance centra it's, it's called dance taria dance yeah. from yeah. 1999 and this was just after his brother's death yeah, yeah. so i mean are the lyrics about his brother i i have no idea i i've never paid attention to the lyrics in my life because i'm just <laughs> i'm too busy just being like whoa the sounds man because again yeah this is in english and then a little bit in french in the middle yeah, but yeah, the fact that he's saying I can't see now, I thought, oh, is, is he referring to his brothers moving on? Oh, okay, I, yeah, I hadn't even I hadn't even thought that deeply about it. <laughs> but yeah, so Gary Newman, um, mm-hmm. he famously moved on to a different sound in the late nineties, and this is very similar. This this brings out the dark side um, mm-hmm. of the band, different electronica. They've got the dyed raven hair, the leather trousers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an epic. I'm surprised it's an opener. I would put it as a closer, personally. Oh, okay. So you agree with the with my placing? Yeah, okay. it's it's a synth epic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I like how it changes. I think this is a uh, this would also if this was the first song, I, I wouldn't be scared off because this is my kind of music, you know. And yeah, it's very very different to what I would have expected from the first couple of songs and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's the live version of this too? And I saw he played guitar on this as well. Oh, see, I I almost saw the live version, but you know when you love a song so much that you're mm. like, oh god, I don't want it to be ruined no, by the no, live version. No, no, vocally it sounds exactly the same as the CD. Oh right, then, so, I, yeah, then I will check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah check it out. I, I watched like a like a two thousand maybe two version of it, and it's a great way to end the playlist. Uh, I really enjoyed the song a lot. Oh, I'm so glad. Can you tell me what happens in the middle? Because the, the French section I couldn't find a translation. So for. I'm looking at the lyrics now. And I don't think it's about his brother because the lyrics uh, are, I'm going to translate it live for you. I wanted time. I wanted time to, to feed you close to me against these dead times. Do you still love me? According to these lyrics. So I, I thought he was always saying I can or I can't, but I think he's saying both. According to this, he's saying, I can't love you. I can love you. I can't love you. I can love you. Okay. Which in a way makes more sense, right? If it's, he's confused about how he feels about this person that that makes more sense but uh yeah you know it's that thing of i was i was really hoping you would get this song and that you would like this song that you would kind of enter into into the spirit of it but i'm like it is also a bit mad so i can i can understand why it would put some people off i, I, I like mad yeah so oh. yeah no no I, I think this is in the top five songs on the playlist brilliant but so, so was this album not popular then no uh, okay. This album was not popular, and let me tell you, uh, have you looked at the album cover, Fran? No, what is it? The album cover is a woman drinking water from a tap that looks remarkably like a penis. Re- like, honestly, Google it while I while I tell you this, this story, because you will laugh, because the story I'm about to tell you is, um, so, you know, in my family, as I said, you know, when my mum and I saw Andersheen, we were like, oh, this band's so great. We bought the greatest hits, and then we we, we bought Paradise. And then kind of slowly, surely, we started buying albums. And uh, 
I was in the car with my mom. She was giving a lift to my friend Sarah and she was like, Barbara, guess what? Like I bought Dust Out Here by Andersheen and like wielded the album cover in front of both our faces when we were like 14, 15. And I was literally like, my mom is showing me and my friend a picture of a woman metaphorically drinking some spunk. (laughs) (laughs) Fran is uh, mimicking the woman in the picture. I might have to recreate this uh, album cover. Yeah, I I think if you recreate the album cover for an Andersheen uh, Facebook group, you you will be very popular. <laughs> but yeah, they they have some really funny album covers because the the album cover for Wax is basically like a guy waxing a girl's leg. Mm. Uh, but the album cover for Paradise, it's a girl, a topless girl, with her the the top button of her trousers undone and her hand is in it, but there's a cross across her chest, so it feels very like I don't know, fuck you, Jesus, kind of. Like, again, I mean, just looking at the songs there, we've got so many English titles. Atomic yes. Sky, Rose Song, She, Night, Ven- Astro yeah. Boy. Astro Boy, yeah. It's so weird how they have an English... Like, does that not piss off the fans having an English title? No, I, I, think it's, I think it's very normal, you know? English is such... English is the dominant worldwide language for now. And I, I, I remember Angèle, you know, the, the Belgian singer who I talk about a lot, she has a song called Loi de Murphy, right? Which is mostly in French, but there's this one bit where she goes, one time, then I give it up, two times. And when they were like, why are you singing in English? And she's like, can you imagine singing it in French? Une fois, deux fois. Like it's, it just sounds wrong. So I think if you speak more than one language, sometimes you just go with what sounds better. Like, you know, Punishment Park. That's a great title for a song, even though it has fuck all to, to do with anything. And yeah, clearly he, he absorbs Anglo culture. And, and Belgian culture as well. Like he's probably n- maybe not your average Frenchman in, mm. in, in what he dips into. Well, I say him, you know, uh, we've barely mentioned, you know, Dominique Nicolas and Oli de Sat, who are the other kind of co-composers for, for a lot of it. But I think, yeah, they're, they are a, a European French band. I'd expect that from like a uh, Dutch band or Scandinavian where English is kind of very popular. But I'm, I'm surprised with, with the French because we always assume that the French are very much, you know, uh, nationalistic mm-hmm. about their language that I'm sorry to sing in English has surprised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing for Danstaria, you know, it's just like, I, I can see you. So, I can see you, I can't see you. That's quite direct. In French, it would be je te vois, je te vois pas. It sounds completely different. So maybe it just sounded better and Astro Boy is better than, I don't know, Garçon de l'espace or whatever it would be. I'm not, I'm not. But yeah, to, to wrap this up from my side, like, Obviously, Andorchine are not underrated in the French-speaking world. I think they are su- surprisingly rated. Like, I would never expect a band talking about the things that they do, changing the sounds in the way that they have to be as mainstream and famous as they are, but they are very mainstream and famous, and it makes me very happy. But they're just really not well-known in the English-speaking world. And I-, I think this is, yeah, the band, the most underrated one. I'm like I implore you I know we have Americans and English people like go and fucking listen to this band uh because you know whether you're into 80s stuff 90s stuff noughties um if you're into again you rock your popular electro with some synths and some strings like this is a band for you and okay you might not like some yodeling but you know you've heard you've heard the yodeling songs you know skip those out Go and listen to Paradise. Go, go and listen to some of their songs because I think, you know, you'll get a lot out of it even if you don't speak the language. Yeah, so I said that they were the first band to play the Stade de France. You know, that's I did not know that. Big stadiums in it. So, mm. you know, I'm surprised how popular they were but I never heard of them in the UK because sometimes, you know, you just hear about other bands abroad just by the, the internet. You, you, you come mm. across other bands. I'm surprised I've never seen them on my radar at all. The, the only British people... I know who've heard Andersheen are people who have literally lived in France or, mm. or like studied French. It, it really is like you, you have to be into that to have heard of them, I found. And yeah, that guy from the Lancashire Times who clearly must be some kind of Francophile <laughs> because, yeah, what a person to interview. It was a very varied playlist. Um, I think I preferred the 80s sound. To the then left. go and listen to three. So, but yeah, yeah, I think three might be a good starting point. But then again, I'm not dismissing their noughties. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, track because I I quite enjoyed I enjoyed a lady boy who I mean, he yeah does, who doesn't enjoy a lady boy he doesn't um so but yeah I think the nineties track coma 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 might have been the worst song on the here um mm-hmm. but yeah I think you would agree with most of France then 
I I tried my best, guys. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely check out Free because I think that yeah, the two songs in there are pretty awesome. I think Dostaria is a good one to check out because actually no other songs sound like Dostaria. It is like very broadly prop rock, I would say. Uh, there's a, a song called Division de la Joie, which is Joy Division. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Joy Division, but there's some some urgent synths with the aggressive guitar and some horns. It's a risk, but they're very triumphant. I would recommend that as well. Are there any other European bands who who don't sing in English you'd recommend of a similar, similar, a similar era? I would recommend the Portuguese band Iroj Dumar. I will H E R O I S D O M A R. Iroj Dumar is um, it literally means Heroes of the Sea, and it's the opening line to the Portuguese national anthem. Oh. They, if you like Andoshin's eighty sound, those guys, these guys, Iroj Dumar have some truly fantastic 80s song especially by Shang and Supersticioso I will put these all on the playlist guys <laughs> so, so you can go and listen to it because yeah they're you know the 80s that I know is a very Anglo 80s right I, I don't know much Portuguese music I don't know much French music or other maybe you know a bit of German a bit of trio and a bit of uh, <laughs> and, and craft work um that's that's the only one that I can think of. But you know, they don't have a career spanning anything like Andoshin. What I would say is, listeners, <laughs> especially kind of people who know Andoshin, get in touch. Tell us what other bands sound like this because I, for one, would very much like to know. And I think Fran, you too. Yeah, there must have been more than just one band in in, in France doing this kind of music. So it'd be interesting to hear what else is out there. To be fair. Yeah, I would say underrated because, I mean, I've fucking never heard from before. And I, mean, I like at least, what, seven or eight songs of this ten tracks I've mm-hmm. heard. So, yeah, definitely I would check out that um, the 80s music. And then, you know, I'd check out the uh, Placebo song as well. With um, yeah, Pink Water. Yeah, that's a bit more ballady as well. Uh, but I, I still enjoy it. Fantastic. I have done Mon Job. Yeah, you have the, the French people will be very happy. But yeah, okay, Fran, do you have anything uh, you'd like to, to finish off with? I said it before, if you are listening and you're an English speaker, there's 200 countries out there making amazing music. It's a risk, it's scary, but you can discover some great music. So maybe, you know, try listening to some non-English uh, language music because I've discovered, you know, numerous bands but i adore i wholeheartedly agree and you know it i would say if you want to take that plunge you know it doesn't have to be french pick a language that you like because there is something quite satisfying i think sometimes english speakers are just put off like oh it's a foreign language and i don't understand it is quite satisfying when you're learning a language to kind of listen to music and then, you know, you go away and then you come back in it and you understand more, you understand more. It feels like a little puzzle. You know, Stomai is one of the biggest French singers at the moment and his lyrics are fucking deep, man, yo. <laughs> and it is such a, tr- it feels like such a treat and a privilege to be able to speak enough French to understand the most, understand most of it. But it's like, actually with Stomai, you see a lot of people who are actually not, French and and they're getting that joy out of it. So I I agree with Fran. Don't be put off. And if if there's a language that you like, whether it's Korean or Italian or Swahili, whatever it is, I think a really good way to get into that kind of music is find a genre that you like, find a song that you like, find a Spotify playlist because there will be one. There you know it's a bit like porn. There's one for everything, and just put it on and, and watch it go because um, you get a lot out of it musically, and then you can get into the lyrics and it's fun. And who knows, you might discover your own version of a song about pegging. And that's what we all want, really. In life. To be fair. We all want some pegging. We all want to be someone's king or queen. That's what the song was saying. Uh, so find find your local royal today. Yeah. And guys, get pegged. Get pegged. Get out there, get pegged. That's the slogan. That's how much dies. Get pegged. <laughs> get out, get pegged. Bye, Fran! Au revoir!
So I think that's our first episode that's kind of finished with a manifesto at the end. I couldn't agree more with Fran. I think it's really nice to go and discover different types of music from around the world because you don't know what you're missing out on. And I think, obviously, if you're an English speaker, you're lucky because there's so many bands in the UK, the US, Australia, etc. that are singing in your language. But there is something very special about discovering a band singing in another language and, you know, having the curiosity to go and check out the lyrics and see if you understand them so i hope you discover a new non-english speaking band today and maybe it's Sandra Sheen, maybe it's someone else let us know if you do if you've got any favorite bands not singing in english we'd definitely love to hear about it and you can let us know on at ou music pod on twitter at overunrated music podcast on instagram or you can email us at overunrated music pod on at gmail.com and bonsoir au revoir à la prochaine bisous Thank <laughs> you.